snap! You are tuning into the No Cap Snap Podcast. No Cap Snap Podcast. With your hosts, Zach Cisco and Seth Swinton, who always encourage you snap before turn one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the No Cap Snap Podcast. That's right. We're still here. We did it one week later, just like we said we would. No more breaks. Seth's also here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Um, tell me why you hate Dan Hip so much. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just, I think there's better artists that do the variants. I just am not a fan of his art style. All right, guys. But you heard him. You did send me, right in. You did, you did send me a picture of the Venom and Carnage that are coming out. And those two are easily his best ones that he's ever done. And those look sick. Yeah. I just think uh, his... His art style is very joyful, and I think you're a killer of joy. But that's not true. <laughs> let's move on from that because <laughs> I actually have been having a lot of fun with Marvel Snap again. I know we kind of were negative last week, saying we needed a break and all that. And maybe a break was all we needed because now I'm back into it, and the game feels a lot better to me. I agree the same. I think it's definitely like refreshing, almost. Yeah. Yeah, it feels really good. I feel like it's been a lot better place, and uh, it's going to get even better this week because on Thursday, the twentieth, uh, Shuri's getting her rework, and uh, and then the game will be even better. I honestly, truthfully, Shuri isn't that big of a problem in my life anymore. I've seen her a lot less. I feel like everybody's kind of sick of her, but I think the game's going to be a lot better on the twentieth as well. Yeah, I mean, we brought it what. We brought it up on what, like the fourth, fifth episode of the yeah. podcast to be nerfed. So, it's about time. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It has been a very long time. It's just they have not known what to do with her, and uh, we're finally going to get an answer on what's going to happen. And uh, I think we're going to take a guess on that later. But first, I know you had a long rant in the form of a text message to me this week about the game. <laughs> What's what is your problem? I know what you said it's better, but what is your problem with the game still? <laughs> it's not even so much like the game as a whole. It's just the mechanic of the locations, man. They are so ridiculous. It's insane. I brought it up last week, and I feel like now that I'm in that mindset of how my old coworker used to things, where it's like you're playing against the opponent and the computer, it just makes it so much more annoying to see just bad locations like i literally what the rant was was one one game i had lamentous one the very next game i had weird weird world and then the game after that i had district x and it's like okay i just don't want to play the deck that i built or anything because why would i in a deck building game i just don't understand why the locations like that are even in it (laughs) yeah i definitely don't mind them every now and then i think and We've talked about how just keep releasing negative locations is not really fun for the game or good for the game, in my opinion. I don't know why they're just all negative and all you have to play here or you can't play here or yeah, you can't use your cards that, like you said, in a deck building game. I think that's a big problem. And the other thing I think for me is an easy fix is can we have an algorithm where you can't have like three negative locations in one game or or two that you can't play cards? Like I'm so sick of getting... The location where you can't play cards here and then the next location is you can't play cards here on two three four and i'm stuck playing one location and it 
and it's something like ongoing effects are disabled and I can't even play any cards there because I have an ongoing deck and it's like what am I supposed to do? That's not fun for anybody to just have four spaces to play your deck until turn six. And I think there just needs to be an algorithm that says, look, with this location pops up where it says you can't play cards here, the next two cannot be something like that, in my opinion. I don't know how hard that is, but I think that would help me a lot. Yeah. And like just now, like I'm scrolling through the locations thing on Snap Zone, just like looking at all of them. It looks like there's a potential to add another location that doesn't have that on reveals don't happen at. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, like, what if you playing an on reveal deck and get both of those locations in one game? Like, you're just not gonna play. Like, and that's just I don't know, man. That's like the one thing that is still a bother to me. It's just because it seems like there's more bad than good locations. I think there for sure is. I haven't counted them or anything, but I definitely think there is. Um, there's also a lot of like destroy cards which just helps destroy decks which is already a super powerful yeah archetype in my opinion and they, like i feel like that's just something easy like they don't like how many move locations are there not that many i can think of one where it move all the cards to the right yeah that's the only one i can think of oh it's, strange academy the one that moves them after turn five sure yeah two? okay two so we're giving <laughs> how many destroys are there a lot a lot so it's like why are we giving this best archetype so many like favorable locations and the worst archetype that's not even really an archetype in my opinion which a lot of people want it to be the move has two it's like why it's just and it's just such backwards thinking we just keep adding more destroy keep adding bad locations like why can't we and it just it i think cards like dr doom and stuff are so popular and good because of these bad locations there's so many times where you can't put cards you can't play a card in location and dr doom's going to give you five power there stuff like that it just makes the meta go towards these cards that are that can access these areas and it's just it's frustrating it's definitely the best and worst part of the game for me it's what makes marvel snap unique or one of the reasons is the three different locations every time makes the game fun unique every time you get a different experience every game which is awesome, but man, so many negative locations. Yeah, because it can like, it can make the game either super fun or super terrible. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like you have a more high. There's a higher chance to have a t- more terrible game because of how many negative locations there are. Yeah, and how much fun do you have when you get the location you know, Project Pegasus plus five energy this turn? If both of you get five energy, it's not unfair at all, and you get yep. to just play your combo like a lot easier most of the time. Like, how much more fun is that? Like, I love getting that kind of stuff. Something that's not too too crazy. but And it's fair. Both of you get it. It's not like it's helping one person or the other. That's not yep. like a destroy archetype. That's just like, hey, you guys have more energy this turn. Play your combos. Let's see it. Those are my, like, most fun I have in games like that. Where we can actually get our cards out and our combos out and stuff. I don't know. It's weird that they're going that direction where it just keeps adding. It seems like every time they add locations... I get excited. What what can they do to be creative? And basically the same thing as another bad location, just kind of maybe one thing's a little different. Like the the Avengers Pet Mansion and the Avengers Academy, or is that what it is? Avengers Academy? Are they not the same thing? Yeah, Pet Mansion is this turn, and then Academy is on turn five. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's what I mean. It's just another little variant of Avengers Compound, which to me is not a fun yeah. location. And they just keep yep. doing stuff like that constantly, so... Yeah, it's definitely a big problem right now, 
And I don't know. It's something that, like I said, makes Marvel Snap unique, and it's also hurting it at the same time. When you do get the right locations, man, does it make it fun. Yeah, because like you, you're playing a certain deck, and I mean, just like any ongoing deck or any like Wong reveal deck, and you see Onslaught and Citadels flip, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a blast. This is going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. I guess it gives one player an advantage over the other, but... For sure. See, those, those are not I mean... That I get. That's not even like the fun I'm talking about because, like you said, it does give those decks a huge advantage, but that's part of the game. I'm fine with that. Um, and also, I mean, what do you do? Do you have to carry Scarlet Witch around? Yeah, that's what I mean because it's like if you're worried about locations giving one person an advantage, it's almost like why even... I'd rather not have locations than have negative locations if that's the case. Yeah, I actually, yeah, for sure. I actually, we had the hot location of the Onslaught, so Onslaught Citadel, yeah. Yeah, this week. I actually busted out that old Orca deck that I said, like, in the episode two or something, because every card is ongoing. Just And I'm, I'm thinking I want to do more stuff like that, like, whatever the hot location is, like, change decks, and maybe that's what they want. I guess. I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. I don't love that idea, but that seemed to help, and... If I get maybe there's one I hate, maybe I will take a deck that has Scarlet Witch in it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just too many negatives in my opinion. I think if they just start releasing more fun locations that are fair and not like not potential to give one side an advantage, like Onslaught Citadel and stuff. I just yeah. think that's the best way to do it. And that's those are the matches that have the most fun. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, think about the Sarah control deck, not the newest one, but right before uh, right at the end of last season we were playing it that had scarlet witch in it and it's the guide we saw it literally talked about to just change a negative location yeah like that exactly. was the, literally the only reason she's in the deck it's not even because it's like she's super vital and like you play her every game it's just like oh you have a bad location this is your chance to fix it yeah no i totally agree and you don't even know what you're gonna get you could hurt yourself even more yeah. but <laughs> i mean with odds are with the mostly bad locations you're going to but yeah i i totally get it it's a Sometimes it feels you know, like when I'm playing Thanos, what's great is how he's having that red uh, reality stone to yep. change the location. And then you still draw a card. Like to me, that's one of my favorite parts about Thanos is if I get a location I don't like, I have the reality stone to change it for one for one energy and I get to draw a card. So I love that. Um, it's just like a, a better, cheaper Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm still super negative on the game. I'm actually, like we've talked about, I'm actually really enjoying the game a lot more now. It's just, it's just such a, I don't want to say glaring or like obvious problem, but I don't know if it's just me and like I'm overreacting or what, but the locations just irritate me more than I think they make me feel better about the game. Yeah, to your point, I don't think it's the, like the super obvious glowing problem, like you said, I think when you're someone who has a podcast about Marvel Snap and you're super in-depth in the game and you're looking for the problems, like that's, I mean, that's when it comes out. We play so many matches every day. That's when you notice. If you're someone who's casually playing and stuff, I'm sure it's not even that big a deal. But when you're trying to be competitive and you're really into Marvel Snap like we are, yes, it, it, it can bother you, I think. Yeah, you try to be competitive and you just get bad location and game after game, it's like, all right, I didn't want to climb to Yeah, it's tough. But I'm in the same boat as you. I'm definitely on the positive side. I don't want to keep being negative and skip weeks again, but I feel good. Um, 
With that being said, there are still, and this is not negative, we're actually going to do it in a positive light, I feel like. There's still, we've, we've done a lot of what cards they should rework, what cards they should buff, what cards they should nerf. Now that we haven't done that in a couple months, and there's a lot of new cards, a lot of cards that got changes already. I was thinking me and you could go through, I don't know, maybe like five cards each and do kind of a free-for-all. Whatever cards you think, like, need a buff rework or a nerf could be anything and then tell me what you would do to fix it because there's definitely some cards that need love or obviously need nerfs and stuff like that or just need to be reworked altogether. and we kind of went through our rankings a couple weeks ago but we didn't talk about how to fix what we didn't like or yeah stuff like that so i want to hear your opinion on some cards yeah i'm down it's always a um, good time to critique yeah, but in a good, in a positive way, because we're positive now. Yeah, and we know that Marvel Snap listens, so they'll probably exactly. do whatever we say. Yeah, that's true. And, oh yeah, <laughs> did we talk about the Shuri nerf? Yeah, we did. Okay, it's happening. So why don't we start with that first, just to kind of give a little taste, because we know Shuri is getting reworked in three days. Yep. And we both have kind of decided we don't really know what they could do, but I want to hear your best guess. I, my best guess... It's a whole different card. It doesn't even do anything like it does now. Um, I don't even know. Maybe like give the next card you play like a I don't like plus five or plus ten or something like that. Maybe. So double mechanic completely gone. Is it still four two and everything? Um, I think they'll keep it around the same base stats. They might give it more power, like they did leader. Um, just since it'll have an all new ability, but yeah, I don't think there's any way they keep the double mechanic. I'm actually going to disagree with you, and I think they are going to keep the double mechanic because it's one of the only few cards in the game that has one. And I know how much of a problem it is, but I think it's going to be more like a kind of a Wong thing where it has to be played in that location. I think they still keep it a four two, in fact, so you know where the Red Skull is coming instead of just kind of anywhere. I think they when you play it, it's like the next card you play in this location is double power. That's what I, that's my guess. I just feel like I don't think that'll change it that much. I feel like it's still the same problem cuz then you're in a red skull in that location and then there's taskmaster for the next one. Yeah, the taskmaster part is the biggest problem to me. That I, I don't know if that that card maybe needs to be touched actually, on too. I think the Taskmaster nerf a couple weeks ago of the card still having to be on the field was huge. I agree, and that's why I think that would that change I'm talking to Shuri helps that because you can know where to Shang-Chi and stuff. Um, yeah, but then you have to be winning, and I guess. I don't know. I don't think there's any way they keep her remotely the same. I just think it's going to be something that limits her like that. I think it's going to be, yeah. I, I still think they're keeping the double mechanic. I just think uh, it's going to be something that limits her in some way. Yeah. Maybe I'd she be. goes to a five cost and the location thing, something like that. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. For some reason, I have a feeling they're keeping the double mechanic. And I don't necessarily hate that, but it, she's got to be pretty restricted. I think a five cost would be good if you keep the double mechanic. Yeah. Five and at that location, I think that would be still a good card. Yeah. That's how big she is. Then you got to play a negative Shuri deck so you can play Red Skull and Taskmaster on turn six. Yeah, well, you can try. <laughs> there's, there's obviously no perfect solution. 
in this game because True. of Mr. Negative. That, and that's also like what they have to think about with anything they do was is how it's going to affect any other card. Yeah. I mean, adding Mr. Negative in this game really screwed over a lot of balancing they could do by just upping or lowering power. But I also, well, there's it's not just Mr. Negative though, because there's cards like Wong. And I think Wong, he's not a problem yet. I mean, to us, he was a problem really early on. Like, you didn't like him for a long time. But any card that has the text on reveal on it now, they have to think of Wong anytime they design it. For sure. So they're. I don't know. There was a couple cards early on that they made that could potentially hurt them later on. See, that's why I like the Shuri thing in my mind. I didn't even say that part, but I did. I don't know how you do this unless it's just like how the Dracula text is. But in my mind, the Shuri thing wasn't even on reveal. That was the other part of it, I guess. Yeah. So Wong wouldn't work for it. It would just be like that. It's just literally doesn't say on reveal. It's just the next card you play at this location gets double power. So you can't do that stuff. Yeah. Basically, it would like. It would do the thing. It would like stop the things that really make sure he's good, which is Wong, and the locations like the is a bar sinister. You get four of them. Yep. Like stuff like that, you can't do anymore. Where you just get a hundred or a hundred something power on one red skull and then taskmaster that. Basically, yeah. That that's what in my mind I think it helps a lot. I think it really like uh puts her on a leash a little bit, but it doesn't take her out of the game at all. Like you said, you can still do the taskmaster thing, but. Yeah, because like we talked about really early on when we talked about a possible change for, I talked about removing the on revealability, and then you brought up bar sinister. So, but yes, limiting her to, that, yeah. Doesn't say limiting her to having to play to that location totally stops that. So yeah, I mean that might work. I like that. I think it's a really good starting place. I don't. I don't know if it completely fixes her, but that's that's where I like. I think a lot of the shenanigans with her, like the bar sinisters and the Wongs and all that stuff where like everything like you could just really pump something up and then taskmaster it yeah i that's i mean or and then armenzola in it i think making it like that helps with armenzola too right because it's like unless you have wong there i guess like you, you that makes a hundred percent there's going to be at least two cards in that location when you're armenzola so it's yep. not guaranteed to get what you want it just fixes so many things in my opinion to have to play it in that location and even even if you had Wong there, now you have three cards there. Yes. So now you're like really chances are really low. Yeah, that's I don't I mean, know. I guess you're two of the three, but I don't know. I the guess there's talk, yeah. The more we talk about it, the more I like it. I think that's yeah, the a more good fix. Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I think it makes sense. That it's like it sounds doable. The only thing, like you said, is the Shuri on four. Red Skull on five, Taskmaster on six, but I feel like we're to a point where if you carry Shang-Chi in your deck, which you kind of have to, Literally. you can solve that problem too. Or you yeah. know where Red Skull is going to be. Yeah, and he, even if you are like, even if you know where they're going to play Taskmaster, you can just do the legendary combo of Shang-Chi and Absorbing Man if you have Zabu out. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. I don't know. I think it really limits what she could do. Before, she was so dynamic. You could do so many things you could do, but I think that really puts a hinder on what she can do. So, I don't know. I like it. Anyway, I didn't expect to talk about Shuri that long. But 
I don't know. I kind of want to write into Marvel Snap because they probably still don't know. They're probably sitting there going, "How do we do this?" We're still. They're just gonna listen to our podcast and then. That's probably what they've been waiting for. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, (laughs) I I seriously have not seen any sort of leak or anything either. Like I have no idea what they're gonna do. I think the only thing they said about it was that's an ability change. Yeah, should probably still be a four two is what that sounded like, but we'll see. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, for as far as cards that need stuff, and maybe I did talk about some of these, but the the one I want to give an honorable mention to, um, and I know I've talked about him before, is just Heimdall for all you move people. Um, this card for me needs actually really not even a rework in my opinion. I think it needs to go down to five, uh, five costs, which I've talked about before. So this is just my honorable mention. This is still to me a big problem. Uh, the move architect just needs a strong six play and it does not have one right now. And Heimdall is not the answer. So I just want to, in my honorable mention, put in Heimdall, go down to a five cost. Yes, I agree that they need a new card. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that would make Heimdall even that good at five, eight. We have Modok, we have Black Bolt. We have other cards that are five, eight. It's fine. It's strong. Five eight strong, but maybe if they introduce how we talked about with that Staragon card or whatever that's coming out in a couple days. Yeah. If they've ever introduced the mechanic of picking what moves, maybe like you can play Heimdall and then you get like five or ten seconds or whatever they limit it and you can move cards where you want it. Yeah. That way it needs something that would be a six play for sure. Well, even, yeah, or if they reduce it to five and then you can, like, Odin it on six to move them again, something like that, maybe. I mean, I don't know, man. Moves moves in a really weird spot. I think it needs a lot of help. It's also <laughs> so weird that they don't care about it because I feel like a lot of people are, like, really interested in playing it, but they can't. Yeah. It's weird. Like I said, they just, they really do not have a turn six play at all right now. Heimdall is no. the only option, and it sucks. That's why I think if you played him on five and then had another big move play, great. That's what I yeah. would go for. But I already talked about that. you have any honorable mentions or you want to get into your card? Um, I don't have a lot of... No, probably not. No honorable mentions besides Heimdall. I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, my first one um, is a card that I just unlocked recently. And after, after realizing how this game works and how wording in this game and i know i've played a lot of card games i understand that wording is very important i've just never claimed to be good at card games so i never like really thought about it but after playing our sarah control deck that you told me about and seeing how good bishop is with playing cards and how mysterio works he plays his illusions Mm -hmm. i think that this if this card had the same text as mysterio i think this card would be super good and it's shauna um she just adds the one cost cards to each location but if she played the one cost card to each location i feel like she would be a better mysterio probably yeah a thousand percent and i mean yeah probably (laughs) but mysterio's illusions can get hit with like patriot and stuff because they're they're vanillas but i mean i just feel like she would get played a lot more because you she would fit into that sarah deck really well yes you would i feel like she'd be like i said a better mysterio yeah or essentially two of them because you can play mysterio on two oh, or now you're really talking 
Get Bishop on six or six power with two cards. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I, mean, I, 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 I like that. I, like you said, the wording, and there's not a lot of cards like that that don't just have on reveal or ongoing or something. Yeah. And it's so weird to see them play. Like you said, I did not understand Bishop and Mysterio for like a long time. I didn't fully grasp the whole playing thing because they used to, like, even Jubilee. Jubilee used to play the cards she pulled out to, like, activate effects and stuff, but that they nerfed that. They took that away. Um, And so maybe, like, Shauna will never get that because she's going to essentially play three cards and that might be, like, way too busted. But even if it was, like, play Shauna and play a one-cost card at another location or something like that, just the two-for-one, um, I feel like would really benefit a lot of decks. Yeah, Shauna's interesting because I feel like a lot of people really like her and a lot of people don't. Like she's really polarizing, I feel like. I've never seen it played. I tried well, to play it. You know why she's not played. <laughs> but she's... like you remember when we saw this card revealed and we thought it was trash, and then yeah. one of the other like big Marvel creators you told me said that's gonna be like gonna yeah. break the game. That's so what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I've, I've just heard a lot of mixed opinions on her. I've never played her or played against her that much. Yeah. A couple times. I actually got her today in a like a random card that I got. Oh, I think yep. it was with uh my agent Colson. I got her and played her and I I enjoyed playing her, but that's about all the experience I have with her. There's just like a lot of cool one cost cards, so I can see it being good. But I could just see it being better. Just I don't know. I don't know if it makes her broken or not. Probably does, because I'm naive. But I don't either. You know what? I have no idea if it makes her broken or not. I don't know. Is she broken now? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm kind of on the side of she's not that good right now. So I like this. I just don't know too enough about her. I'd have to play her. It's one of the four or pool four cards I do not have right now. Even if like you did let her be played and just bumped her power up, I feel like that would still help. I don't know. If like, she, if like she, she was if a four three, her cost. I mean, sorry, not power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, that would like you said, it'd be like a better Mysterio, in my opinion. I feel like she'd probably have to be five if she was a better Mysterio because Mysterio's four. Yeah, and it's not like they haven't. I mean, I guess they haven't done it yet. I don't think, but. We know that in the future we're getting War Machine, who essentially does the same thing as Kazar. True. But better. Just with one extra power. So it's like they don't seem to be afraid to just make cards, better versions of cards. That's very so, true. I don't know. Just an interesting thought that I've been thinking of over the past couple of days of like how, what would make her worth playing in my mind? Yeah, I don't know. She's very weird. I mean, like the fact that her cards are random too is not the best usually. Definitely, you, know, you definitely want something consistent. Like, it'd be amazing if you shot out Electra and hit a sunspot or something. But I mean, you could also what throw out. I'm trying to think of a really bad. You can just get a vanilla essentially. Yeah, I think the takes up space. I mean, space is pretty important, and she takes up three space every time. Technically four, because I think you add one to her location, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, you could get, like, really screwed, too, and get Squirrel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> then you I get mean, there's, a, there's probably a decent chance, like, if, if you're throwing out three one costs. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's what I mean, like, 
just to maybe even outweigh the possibility of doing that, you still get the you technically play them, so you get the the benefits of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she's very good. The more we talk about her, but I have to see. Like I said, this game takes months before you can actually see how good a new card is. I feel like it's True. pretty it's pretty tough. But I mean, she's in pool four now, so I feel like uh, should be seeing a lot more of her. Definitely. The card I picked first is definitely a rework card. I think I've probably talked about him too, but just looking back through this, man, it's like, it's so bad. Um, it's a pool one card, uh, which is interesting. I know there's a lot of debate about what what should be pool one and start. Should we change the starter cards, all that stuff? But this one to me makes no sense for anything. It doesn't even fit its own mechanic, and that's Angel. Angel to oh. me needs a complete rework. Even, I mean, I don't even know if it's enough, but the fact that it only comes out, like this card should say, like right now it says, when one of your cards is destroyed, this flies out of your deck to replace it. Sounds cool on paper, but what it should say is, when one of your cards is destroyed, this flies out of your deck to replace it, also starts in your hand. Because I feel like that's literally what happens, and then it does nothing, except for <laughs> being a one-two. The fact that it doesn't even come out of your hand when you destroy something is wild to me. It has to be in your deck. It's like in Baku who's not on this list, but should have been on an honorable mentioned also, because, oh my god. It's essentially <laughs> the same thing as M'Baku, except you can kind of control it, like, instead of M'Baku. Yeah. But, like I said, it has to be in your deck. If it's not in your deck, it's completely useless. And then, even if it is, it comes out as a 1-2, when you destroyed something, taking up space as a 1-2. You can't buff it with Patriot, nothing like that. It's just... To me, it's just a really, really bad card. What I would do to change it, first of all, like I said, it would definitely have to be hand or deck. Um, and gosh, I think it it's tough to say, to, should I make it a 1-3? That's pretty strong for a 1, and then you're also getting to play it for free every time. Yeah. That's kind of tough to say. It is taking up space. I think where I would start, like I said, is just anywhere. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't have to be in your deck and see how that does. That's how I would rework it. He's just, yeah, he can always, or yeah, or he can always start in your deck. That works. Kind of like uh, America Chavez and stuff. That works, yeah. or or I would say in your hand, it, it would change the text, like, no matter where he is, he flies out. It could be your hand, could be your deck. Yeah, I agree. I know that he's in, for, like, new players, he's in destroy decks for a long time, because he's essentially a free card, but yeah, definitely when, as soon as the deck size gets limited from your card pool, he's, like, one of the first ones to go, for sure. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's just, he's trash. Anytime anybody uses him, like, it starts in your hand, it feels so bad. You're just playing a one-two. You could be playing a lot better one-cost cards, I promise you that. <laughs> yeah, and then even raising his power, like you said, is kind of risky, because then it's just one-three. <laughs> exactly, three. which is good. Um, but that's why I'm kind of, I kind of want to keep it at a one-two and see what happens if we change the text, either to stay in your deck or no matter where Get he's at. from anywhere. He out, yeah. yeah. That that to me makes him actually like viable a little bit. Like that serves what he's supposed to do. Cause right now you're only half the time you're not even getting what he's supposed to do. So Yeah. That's my first one. <laughs> um, my next one is also a pool one card. Um, and I feel like this character lore wise got totally screwed. And I feel feel like he should just have a completely different ability, but I don't even know what to do with him. 
It's the Uatu the Watcher. Uh-huh. And, like, from what I understand, I'm not, like, a huge comic book guy. I'm, like, slowly getting into it and reading more. Um, and But, like, the Watchers, from what I understand, like, watch over, like, the whole universe and make sure everything is in balance, quote-unquote, and then, like, take care of it, I guess, in a way. So uh-huh. the fact... The fact that if you draw this guy on turn three, he's useless, kind of blows my mind. Yeah, it's a little weird. I, so I actually, like what you're saying about the lore, it kind of makes sense. Like he's watching the other locations in the future to make sure everything's balanced, right? Then like he should start in your hand, maybe. Maybe I he like just, always yeah, starts in your hand. That was going to be my suggestion is that he should be like Quicksilver. And then yeah. there's a lot of things you could do with that. Like if you're playing a Lockjaw deck or something, you're like... You could see the locations, and then after you play Lockjaw, you can throw him in there and get him out for something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, but I feel how, like that would be good. How crazy is it to always see where Sanctum Sanctorum is the third location? Just to always know that. Be awesome. Is that not, like, busted, though? Because at that point, if he always starts in your hand and you get to see the next two locations before they're revealed, how do you just not always include him? Well, I think I, I essentially think, yeah, that's where he probably should be, like you said, with the uh, lore and everything. I mean, you can, I mean, if you want to make him a two cost, if you think that's too strong, you can. But like you said, after turn three right now, he's useless. I don't know. I, li- I like starting in your hand because, I mean, it takes up a hand spot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is pretty valuable. And he's a one, two. You can make him a yeah. one one if you want. I'd maybe make him a one one and always start in your hand if you want. That's fine because that is really valuable to always see the location. But yeah, I mean, because we just spent I don't know 10, 15 minutes talking about all the negative locations. So just the fact yeah. that you could always see them no matter what, I feel like is very good. So it's kind of just he would almost become the best one drop, and he might not even get played every game. It's just the fact that he's going to start in your opening hand so you can see everything. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like actually the more we talk about it, I like making him a one-one, and he starts in your hand. I think that would make him, like you said, lore-wise, great. He's still great. Uh, he takes up a hand slot, and he's only one power, so it takes up yep. space on the board if you play him, and if you don't, he takes up hand space. So I think we solved them. <laughs> we'll see if they do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're really looking into him, but be cool. <laughs> hey, they said, that one... start... they said that they're going to start looking at cards that don't get played a lot, so I That's highly true. doubt he's played a lot. I feel like early on he definitely is. I don't know. I'd have to look at the statistics on that because I feel like I used to include him for that reason you're talking about. I thought it was so powerful to be able to have that knowledge before everybody else. Um, But we'll see. We'll have to look at that. My yeah. next one we also talked about probably a couple times. I don't think we've ever come up with a good solution, and I want you to really dig deep and think of one <laughs> for me. Um, it's Agatha Harkness. What do you do with that card? What's crazy is I feel like some people love this card. Well, it's fun because it's random, but it's not a good card. But I don't even think if I don't even know if people love it for that reason. I think so early on because I guess Marvel Snap has changed a lot over the last couple of months. Early on, it was really hard to get boosters for cards and to, like, up your collection level to get new cards. Yes. So people literally talked about Agatha farming just to get boosters so you can level up Agatha. I mean, yes, they're just Agatha boosters, 
but you level up Agatha so you can essentially get cards easier that way. Um, and people like were really about it. People would literally just have their phone open and let Agatha play the game and not even worry okay, so and just retreat on six. Yeah, you're making. You're, I mean, you're really proving my point of why she needs a rework too, because that's not, <laughs> you know, that's not good for the game. True. I don't think, in my opinion, at all. And, and the like, game's also changed a lot, where cards are just way more accessible, like we talked about. So yeah, no, I. I I get that, and I, I, yeah, I mean, that's anytime there's something like that where you don't even have to play the game. First of all, it sounds fun on paper. When I first saw this card, I seriously was like, "That's so cool, that's so fun," but it's not. It's not fun for anybody. Because she's you, terrible. <laughs> well, not not even even if she was good, why would you put a card in a deck in a deck building that's... game that plays the deck for you, and you don't have to do anything? Isn't the whole point of playing the game to play the game? True. So that just doesn't seem fun. Um, the Agatha farming thing is another that's, I mean, that's not good in my opinion. Um, it's just, yeah, that's earning stuff without actually earning it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. She needs a change. She's a 614. Sounds really strong, but gosh, she's so bad. Not fun. Um, obviously, my rework would definitely be we have to take away the whole mechanic of she just plays her cards for you. Kind of makes sense lore wise and everything, but there's got to be a def different way, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what you could do. Like, you know what I, I think I, what she should do? Yeah. And I don't up? know what her cost or power would be, but it should be she plays a card, your one of your enemy's cards from their hand or deck, wherever you want. She plays one of them like randomly, kind of like a Doc Ock, but one card uh, somewhere. Kind of makes sense lore wise to me. Like she's controlling somebody else. And yeah, uh, and it's not the whole game, and maybe she's not a six cost anymore. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she takes away the ability when she does it too. So if she pulls out a Shang Chi, doesn't have an ability. I know that sounds strong, but something like that. I think it should be more instead of just controlling what you have, she controls something an enemy has because that's kind of what she does. Unless if they change her to be the first card that you get to pick where something moves. Like how we talked about St uh, Stegadon or whatever. His name. I don't know, I'm writing yeah. him again. But he, like, you might get to choose, finally. Um, unless if she finally lets you choose. Like, you play her and you get to move a card. And it could be actually, like, any card. It could be your side, their side. Just you get to move one card on the map and put it where you want it. Sure, that works for me. Anything... I mean, that, that works lore-wise to me, too. Like, I think they thought they nailed this one on paper. It just doesn't work in this game. Like, probably in the, the game. My big problem is I don't know. Like, I don't. the only lore I know about this character is literally from WandaVision. Yeah. So I don't even know, like, a cool creative way to do it. But I understand that it's a control aspect. So yeah. then, I'm trying yeah. to think of, like, what you could do to implement control in a card game. And I feel like physically picking where something goes would be kind of cool yeah but i mean if they want to keep the randomness of it that's why i was kind of just like like a doc ock sort of thing but maybe one maybe it deletes the ability that's what i like but yeah i see I what you're saying something with control definitely has to happen and this i don't know if they like the random aspect of it with like an ai but the problem is, is even if it's just one with doc ock doc ock's already at 410 and he pulls out four he's a 510 oh is he five yeah all right, slightly better. 
Yeah, I but I like, mean, she's not going to be a six. Play? She's not going to be a six in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if she if she did like delete the ability, kind of like a an enchantress, while she did it, then then it's really strong. I think. Yeah, but if you pull out, because I'm assuming she wouldn't stay at 14 power, right? So if you pull out a Shane Sheen, it doesn't even like kill your Agatha. Why does it matter if you remove the ability or not? You know what I mean? But if you pull out like a Cerebro or a Blue well, Marvel, or why does it matter? Because you pull out the Shang Chi and it didn't do anything, so now he doesn't have a Shang Chi for turn six. I get that, but I meant the ability part. Why does the removing the ability part matter? Well, because there's more cards than just Shang Chi. Say she pulls out Patriot yeah. and screws him up, and now all of a sudden they lose. Yeah, it might be too strong. I don't even know where you put her at that. Like removing ability is pretty strong in my opinion. Um, True. But I like your way to, like you said, some sort of control like that. It makes sense to me. Uh, just right now, it doesn't work. That's yeah, that's what I would do. I like your way to. Let's just do something about her. This idea of making her like besides what besides destroyer, is she literally the highest power card in the game? Uh, I think. So. Oh, if not, yeah. Like besides those two cards, yeah, she's third most powerful card in the game. Yeah, and she just sucks. So I think we should do something about that. Obviously, the power thing didn't work. Yeah, just she never gets play, even though she's the highest. Yeah. My next one, um, might be a little controversial, okay. just because I know that we've one controversial. <laughs> We talked about this card a couple times. Well, I've brought it up a couple times because I personally think it's too strong, but apparently it doesn't see as much play. Uh, I think, and I guess I'm gonna put, I'm gonna do a two for one right here just to get them both out of the scorpion. No, Iceman and yeah. Yondu. Okay. I think that the two power is just so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. It's especially like so. I'll just do one at a time. Yondu is a one-two that destroys a card. Why? Like why why two power? I feel like that's way too strong. He should be a one one that takes the I'm I'm fine with keeping the ability, but make him a one. There is no reason to get two power and to rip the top card of your deck. Yeah, okay. I was gonna Yeah. I was gonna say I feel like those cards are totally fine, but when you look at like Misty Knight, who's a one two who does nothing. Yeah. You go what the that like the vanilla card should probably be like the standard of like, okay, if a card costs one, here's what its power should be, right? Like with not with no abilities, so like one yeah. two is great, and now you have Yondu who's a one two, and destroys a card. It could literally be your like win condition card. Yep, and, and same thing with Iceman. Like Iceman just hits a random card and your makes a card cost one more. So I guess it's not like as effective as Yondu because Yondu is literally removing it from the game. There's nothing you can do about it. But like, say you're i don't know say like the we've been playing a mr negative deck recently and he he hits mr negative you can't even play him on three with anybody because he's going to cost four still so it like just throws combos off and it's the two powers just so unnecessary for stuff like that yeah he also uh like can hit your six cost and make it seven where you can't even play it in the game anymore like yeah if you're like you're you know depend on that big card you can't even play it anymore yeah and I mean, I'm not trying to say like they're busted or anything. It's just I think the two power well, they're is very good. I think one thing about them is they're both cards that you can put in any deck, and just if you like, you can just play it on one if it's in your hand. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. A lot of people skip turn one anyway, but these are just options of like, yeah, okay, I don't like, know what to do. I can't really do anything. I'm waiting for my, you know, I'm waiting for more energy. I'll hit you with something bad and put two power on the board. Yeah, like the other two one drops we've talked about already 
is Uatu, O one two, and yeah. Angel, O one two. How are they the same power as Yandu and Iceman? Yeah, I know. The difference is like two <laughs> those two are like two of the top one cost, and the other two are two <laughs> of the bottom one cost, and they're the same yeah. power. I agree. I honestly I'm not even kidding. I think it'd be fine to be a one zero. It doesn't matter I, about Mr. Negative in this in that situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Yandu could totally be a one zero. Iceman, I feel like a one zero would kind of kill Iceman, maybe. Yeah, I'm fine with both of them being a one one, like you said. It's just it's a small nerf. And yeah, I mean there's really no punishment in playing either of those cards. All you're doing is hurting the opponent. There's no yeah. reason not to put that in your deck if you don't know. If you if you're like if yeah, if you, you just, just have a space for it, cards. you don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason not to. Like, there's no reason. They don't take up too much space. They throw power on the board early. And they just... And they're, like... Opponent. And what's crazy is they're good on, like, any turn, too. Yeah. Like, if you just have an extra one and you're just like, oh, I guess I can play Yondu or Iceman this turn. Like, it's not like it's a bad play. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Oh. Yeah, it's just, like, if you are skipping a turn, like, a lot of people do. Yeah. It's just, you just throw them in there. It's like, that's why Sunspot's so good. You throw them out there and then it's, like, any extra energy, it doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't hurt you. Or just just to bring up like another location, like Luke's bar or the one that like you play a card here, you get a copy of. I've seen people just play Yondu's at those locations constantly because it literally will stop you from being able to play the game because it'll destroy every card in your deck. Yeah. And it's very true. For two power, I feel like it's way too good. Yeah, I agree. I, they could definitely easily go down to one and maybe even zero, in my opinion. So I agree with you. I, it's not that controversial. I thought that was. I thought I was going to have to try to explain to you why it doesn't need it. But yeah, it's totally fine with me. Especially when you compare it to the other cards. You're like, why does Angel a one two also? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like no one ever talks about those cards though, and like yeah, no one ever even yeah. thinks about them so it's just because they're not like win conditions i feel like maybe but they're yeah they're annoying little guys and that really can change the game they have a lot of impact for being a one too yeah <laughs> um the next one we've never talked about and i don't i would just say yeah, i want to hear your opinion because this one i'm like i don't know exactly what to do there's two cards that are like in the ant-man universe that cost a zero and that's wasp and yellow jacket i'm fine with wasp Yellow Jacket, I'm a little more concerned with. I don't know what to do with that card. I don't know where he fits in anything. And uh, I want to rework him somehow. It's just his ability. I kind of like him being a zero because they're doing that little Ant-Man thing. Yeah. But he has the on reveal of your other cards in this location have minus one power. So where are you playing him to get a positive? in? Because you have to have you have to have one card in there to get a positive of one power you can't play him by himself because he's two power is it literally just trying to like get a location like that they have no power on you're trying to just throw a free one in somewhere because if you play it with if you play it at any location that has two or three cards you're getting zero or negative one yeah unless you just plan on playing him first and just for a free two oh, power because it's on reveal yeah i see what you're saying okay that's what yeah. he's, that's what he's for uh I don't know. I don't like it. Do you like it? No, I don't. Okay. Um, I don't even know what you do. I don't understand. I get because he's like a bad guy. Maybe he's hurting your cards, but there's a lot of bad guys in this game that don't hurt your cards. <laughs> I think it's just the fact that he costs zero. They wanted to give him a negative thing, you know, and like Wasp obviously does nothing. Um, and she's one. So that's like the vanilla version, which makes sense. Uh, but 
giving him one extra power and doing that to me it just sucks. Yeah, I think the only play you have is like turn one or, or putting him on a location before any other card just to add two yeah. power just to get for a free. free. Power. It doesn't seem very impactful to me at all. Yeah. And the yeah, I don't even know what you could do if you want to keep him at zero too. Any card that costs zero that has a beneficial ability, I feel like would be in every deck. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't think it should have a, a beneficial ability. You can't make it a vanilla because then Wasp just becomes completely irrelevant. That's what I mean. So, like, what even ability do you you keep a negative ability on it then? Any know. kind of negative ability? I don't know. It just seems so weird to have that. I don't. I don't like it because why would I just want to throw down two power in a location randomly? Like, and if I'm going to do that, why am I not just playing Iceman or Yondu? Yeah, because it's because it's zero, I guess. I don't know. I have to hear other people's opinion on that. I haven't heard anything about Yellow Jacket, and that's probably one of the reasons I'm talking about him is just because that's a card I've never seen in any deck. I never see him play. Nobody talks about him. I feel like he's just like almost completely irrelevant in this game. Yeah, I don't really under. I don't really. I've been like just trying to contemplate really quick, and I don't even know what you could do. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I was. I've thought about it for a while, and I really don't have the answer unless you make him a one two and then do something with the ability but i think the point is to make him a zero i think that's cool but i don't know what to do with them so yeah that's a that's probably not good for the segment if i don't actually have the answer <laughs> it gets people talking though because like that's like i just I said about yeah. iceman and yondu i feel like no one talks about them so it's good to that just is, bring these cards up that i feel like that is what i want because how many times in your life have you heard anybody talk about yellow jacket in this game i don't think anybody to me <laughs> has ever said oh a yellow jacket won me the game or lost me the game or i made a deck with yellow jackets and it. it's just like completely ignore we said the same thing about mbaku <laughs> i don't remember like in the context but i just remember you using kind of the same time frame you're like when has mbaku ever jumped out of your deck and won you the game like it ever. happened to me just last <laughs> week so did it really? I told you about it. I literally was winning one power on the location. I was up, I was up another location. I was up one power on the left side, and the game was over. I thought I won by one power, and Mbaku jumped out, and got <laughs> to that location, and I lost by one power. That's wild. Yeah, it actually happened for the first time out of all my games. So, but he still sucks. <laughs> I've only got one more after this, so unless. Do you have any more? I, yeah, I got one. All right. Um, this is kind of another card, kind of like we were just talking about with the yellow jacket. I feel like no one ever really talks about, and I know that this card, I don't even know, because I didn't look a lot into the meta back when I got this card, but Jane Foster. Wow. I feel like, don't get me wrong, I understand that she could be very good in the correct deck. And the uh -huh. Mr. Negative deck, when all your cuss, if you can play Mr. Negative super early and all your stuff costs zero, I understand that that's like she, her drawing all those is very good. But the fact that there is no base cards in the game, there's two. The two that we just talked about cost zero. Otherwise, there is no other cards that cost zero in this game. I just don't feel like her ability is that great. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's why she's a 5 8. Like, we're just, like I said, that's got to be the strongest for five costs. And I guess she draws Mjolnir. Like, that's the big thing. Is yeah, so for. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's cool to see Jane Foster in this game, like, as Thor. Yeah. And the fact that you have to play her with Thor is like, eh, I guess. Yeah, it I mean, they want you to run like, that Thor archetype. That. 
I guess. But there's like other archetypes that don't tie with each other at all. I know. I know. Spider Man for... stops someone from playing at a location. Spider Woman gives everything at that location minus one. Like, those aren't even remotely the same. They kind of are. They, they, they hit your location or your opponent's location. They hit like the whole location, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's like they're spinning a web. I don't know. I, they it's... do a really good job with that stuff. I agree, though. I think that archetype she doesn't necessarily fit it's i, I see what they were going for but the yeah. fact that she's a five cost like why not make her a, a four cost in that case because then you can play four on three her on four and then you have Milnir for five and stuff why is she five that doesn't really yeah. make sense in my opinion if they wanted to go for that but, yeah yeah i agree and she does not need to be a five eight for that either like she could if she was a four a four five even and did that then all of a sudden you get a lot of value for Thor. It's a really good at that point, if that you out. just yeah, if you just want her to draw Mjolnir, why don't you just say draw Mjolnir from your deck then? Like Thor adds it, Jane draws it. Yeah. Like why just? I don't know. It's the fact that there's just not a lot of base zero cards to like her to affect is makes her just I feel like not very impactful. Yeah, obviously she's best in people... Mister Negative, but. Yeah, definitely. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people play Thor that don't even play Jane Foster because it's just yeah. everybody's lucky in this game and they oh, yeah. as soon as they play Thor, they draw Mjolnir on four anyway. Oh, there's a million, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, Thor is actually pretty meta for a while, I feel like. And, yeah. You know, part of the reason, because Lockjaw was so good, you throw you throw Thor out and you have uh, Mjolnir, you could get it multiple ways by pulling it out of your deck or ideally what you want to do is draw it and play it for zero. You get on the deal yep. for Thor. He goes to what ten, and then yep. Melner's in your deck again, and you can play it again. And yeah, again. I, and I've I've played against Lockjaw decks. It feels like where they literally draw it every turn after that, and it's like, how are you that lucky? Like that's I don't understand. Saying. Yeah, I mean that's you definitely don't need Jane Foster to play Thor in any way, and I think that's what they were hoping for. It doesn't work. So yeah, I get it. I don't, I don't think she needs to be a five cost eight power at all. Like you said, I think she's a really cool card. Like I love, it's like you said, it's cool seeing Jane Foster as Thor in this game. I feel the same way. Anytime somebody plays her, which is pretty rare, I'm like, oh, it's cool. And I always like want to include her in my deck, but she just doesn't work for me. I mean, even know? we've been playing a Mr. Negative deck and she's not in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't need her. Like exactly. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what they intended her for. So like, I get that. But yeah, I, something. I, I think lowering the power for her would be, or the... The cost and the power, I guess, would be huge. Like, make her a four six. Try that. I think. I think yep. playing Thor on three, her on four, that's already ten power. And then you draw Molnir to play on turn five with something else, making Thor a ten. I mean, that's huge, and it makes sense because right now, why do you have to wait two turns to play Jane Foster? Yep. So, that's what and I would I know- do. I know that you only have one card left, so I'm just going to throw this out there. That I just feel like there's a lot of cards in this game that don't see a lot of play. And it's just for like little stuff like that. Yeah. Like, And I don't know like what they could do to change it, because I guess you don't want every card to be insane or what, but I don't know. I just feel like there's cards that get lost in the amount of cards that are in this game that people like, just scroll through and don't even think about. Like Yellow Jacket. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like they'll sit there and never get a nerf or a buff. Because no one ever thinks about them. Yeah, so. it's like that. We're focusing on like so many cards that need nerfs and stuff. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, and that's right, kind of that's kind of where this one is. I don't. I mean, I do hear people say this is a really bad card, 
sometimes, but not like enough. And that's Crystal. What that's is that the card? One. I was about to ask. Oh, she's the one that moves the locations, right? Or no, she no. shuffles and draws. No, yeah, that's the one where you put your hand back in your deck and draw three cards. I guess the only thing good is if you really hate your hand, but I don't know why you would in a 12-card deck. But if you really need that card, you could play her in the middle location for, what, three power? She's she just costs of, She so costs much. four. Yeah, she costs so much. It's insane. Like Yeah. It, oh you make gosh. her cheaper, and I think she's in a lot of decks, truthfully. Honestly, yeah, that would be a cool ability because then it's like you can get what you want. That was my biggest problem was play her on turn four. Yeah, don't, that's so late. You don't you don't want to do that on turn four. On turn four, you should have a plan already. Yeah. I, I think if she was two or three to like show then you can actually shuffle and say, okay, I want I don't have my win condition that I want. I can then you get another chance on two or three. That's, cool. that's what I mean. Like drawing three cards is really good essentially. Um, but the fact that you're doing it on four is so late in the game. But I mean if you have five cards in your hand and you put them back in your deck and draw three you're really yep. losing cards too that's the other part she costs True. four and you're potentially losing cards i think the only yeah, way she's or... good at that point is if you're playing like a deck where you're just throwing out a million cards and you have an empty hand and then you play her on say, four but or if you can somehow get an empty hand and then play her that'd be great but you do it with you get to play modok and then pray to god that you draw crystal next i mean what is what That'd is her six, so it wouldn't even matter anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying if you got him out earlier, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. what is I mean, what is her function at four? She does not have a place in this game to be played at four at the middle location, and then you draw three card. And the so, fact that it's so specific to the middle location, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. There's so many restrictions. Like they were really scared of this card, obviously. And in my opinion, for the most part, you're losing like uh, cards in your hand anyway. I don't know how many times you're going to have less than three exactly cards in three. your hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three or less. And then you could draw the same cards that you didn't want anyway by putting them back in your deck, shuffling, drawing. There's just a lot of variables to be 4-4, four, four, which, like I said, there's four. There's Crossbones is a 4-8. I know it's a bad card, too. Uh, He's definitely another one that can get talked about. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I had him on the list for a little bit. Um, but it's just... I, yeah, like I said, I honestly think she should be a two cost. That if you really just hate your starting hand, and I don't know why would you put it in your deck at that point? You're not going to anticipate hating your hand. True. I mean, that's definitely not the plan. Yeah, I mean, you have twelve cards in this deck. That's what's another thing that's so great about this game. Why? Why would you anticipate having a bad hand? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Actually, the more I think about it, she might need a rework. Maybe it's just draw cards. Instead of just shuffle in the hand, the middle location is crazy. Drawing cards is amazing, so it probably okay, can't if she draws three. cards, she stays at four cost. I think. Oh, for sure. That that I'm fine with. If it wasn't shuffle your whole hand, and maybe you draw two cards or something, then even then you could probably lower the power to like three or two at that point. Maybe if it was even like shuffle your hand into your deck and draw that many cards again. Yeah, that, that way you don't technically lose any. I agree. That that that's insane to me that you can lose cards. And you can still draw the same ones. What if you How have... What's that? You start with three and draw a card right on turn one. Is, Is that, that how it works? Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. So if you start with three and draw one, so you literally have to play a card every turn to play her on four to not lose a card. Yeah, that's crazy. And like I you said, can't... why are you putting her in your deck? What does yeah. she do? So anything, How does she synergize with anything in this game? 
I don't think she does. I don't think there's one synergy that she has. The only one I would even think of is Collector, and she doesn't synergize with him. No, she doesn't. It's it's just it's, she she's terrible. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more terrible she is. Like she literally does nothing but if you put her in your deck, you're anticipating having a hand you don't like that you're gonna waste turn four on to put five cards in your deck and pull out three that you essentially could draw the same cards that you had before anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you had super bad luck, you could just end up with the same three. You literally could draw the same three. They could be put at the top, yeah. Uh, or you say you draw two out of three or one out of three or whatever. It's like, I mean, that's just, that doesn't make any sense to me. She needs a, a rework. I think she'd probably stay at four power and draw two cards or something. That's or four how strong, costs. How strong would selecting cards in your hand to shuffle back in and drawing that many? Is that too strong? Pick it like tutoring two cards? No, not tutoring, but like you have a hand of four cards. And say like you have Scarlet Witch in your deck. Oh, you, you don't mind the locations, yeah. so you play her, shuffle Scarlet Witch back in, and draw one card. That's better. Is that too good though? That's the question. Um, maybe. I, I don't know. I definitely have to see some play. It could be like that. At least has a function. Right now, she just synergizes with nothing and really doesn't even help you. It's like it's so weird. And it made her a four cost. I really thought that was going to be dangerous. Yeah. That's so strange. I'm fine with just making her a three and drawing a card or something if it's in the middle location. That's what and, I got for my list. Yeah. Yeah, that card's weird. Sorry. Yeah. I got distracted thinking about like <laughs> why that card exists. Yeah, think about it. Like that's I'm glad I actually brought it up. I thought about not including it, but I'm like, the more I talk about it, it might be like it's, I mean, is it worse than Angel? I don't know. It's really bad. At least it Angel is. does have some synergy. I mean, Crystal is really bad. She literally doesn't benefit anything you could. Do. No, and she just takes. I mean, up I guess a you, can, spot. you have the potential to see three new cards, but like you said, like why are you thinking that? And I guess you could draw really bad, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's not even three new cards. It's three random cards. Like it could be oh, yeah, the I said same the card. Three new cards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you did, great. But then it's like you said, you lose two cards. It just gives you less options for things, and I just. Why would you want to include cards in your deck that you don't want to have at all anyway? Yeah. I don't know. And it's like, unless you really need Shang-Chi and you don't think you're going to draw it in the next two draws, even though there's like four cards left in your deck, so you have a 50% chance of getting it anyway. And then by drawing three new cards, it doesn't even guarantee it. I don't get it. I'm getting angry talking about this card. <laughs> That's a bad Well, one. hey. Marvel Snap's listening, so... That, that'll be next week's update. When we see it on there, we'll know that they heard how angry you got. That's true. I know we were worried about this episode being too short, but I think we're actually like going for one of the longest episodes already. So we should probably cut it off. Um, that was a good little rant about reworks and nerfs and stuff. I feel like they were mostly all bad cards, but well, I guess yours were. You had some good points. Yeah, I, I try to do more buffs than nerfs. Yeah, that was good. You had, you had a good points about Iceman and Yondu. I never really, they never Dude, really bothered me just... that much. I um, remember I talked about them like super early on in the podcast, and I think those two cards are so good. For for what they cost, they're so good. Oh, they are. They're definitely good. I knew they were good. Like, they get so much play, like Sunspot and Iceman. And it's just, uh, like you said, those are cards that don't have any like negative benefit of playing. Why not? Um, but yeah, um, yeah, some good. And insights. then I just, 
I went and looked at Uatu and Angel, and I was like, these all, all cost one and all have two power and yeah. are very different power levels. Yeah, like, that's yeah. wild. That doesn't make any sense that the vanilla card is one, two, also. Yeah. I agree. They should be one, ones. I'm fine with that. But anyway, before you get mad again, I think. What's this? I said, but anyway, before you get mad again, I think we should sign <laughs> off and uh, let everybody know always snap before turn one. Don't get frustrated. The season seems to be harder than any other season. And uh, just keep keep trying to climb. You'll get there. Maybe I'll join you one day. Yeah, I, I won't. But... <laughs> but yeah. All right. Later, everybody. Later. Oh, I stopped this.